Hey everybody, it's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be talking all about servant leadership, like what it is, what it looks like, how to be a servant leader, why you want to be a servant leader, and um, we're just going to explore the entire concepts of it and uh, how focusing on others is going to help you accelerate your career and make you a better leader and help you blow up your own business. So, cue up the theme song, we'll be right back. The big question is this, how are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome! I'm so glad that you guys are still here. Well, today we're going to be talking all about being a servant and being a leader. And a lot of times people think that, well, you can't be a servant and be a leader. You have to be one or the other. But the truth is, is like, you've got to be both. And we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but we've never really dug into it super deep. So we're going to take the next 20 or 30 minutes here and we're just going to dig into it as deep as we can. And the best way to learn about being a servant and being a leader is to go back to some of the people in history who have done both. So let's kind of rewind and go back in the future, go back into the future. Oh my gosh, this is not a movie. Go back into the past a little bit and talk about who was some leaders who were actually major servants. So if we dig into the Bible, biblical times, you know, leaders who were servants, we look at Joseph. Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery and uh, he became a servant in the house and then he became a leader of the house and he was still a servant as the leader of the house. And he was serving the people that were working underneath him and around him. Well, then he gets thrown back into prison because he wouldn't sleep with Potiphar's wife, blah, 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 you know. And then he becomes a leader within the prison. And what that means is that the guard trusted him with everything that was going on. And he became a leader of the people around him. Well, he was still a servant. He was still serving others, right? And then uh, he, he served others by interpreting their dreams for him and whatnot. And then he became a servant to Pharaoh after getting released from prison and going straight into Pharaoh's garden. He actually became the second in all of Egypt. And... Uh, what happened from there is is his job, Joseph's job, was to serve the people of Egypt because of the famine that was coming. He served them by helping them store up food. And then he also served them by dwelling it out and dishing it out to people and as needed, right? And then on top of that, he served his family, even the brothers that threw him into a pit, into a cistern and sold him to slavery. He served them and sold them food and wouldn't even take their money for it. And um, in the end... You know, he was a servant all the way up to his very end days. He was always serving other people. Let's look at another biblical story, the story of Jesus, right? Jesus served everybody as he went through time and, and as he, he's still serving people. But with his time that he walked the earth and flesh and bone, Jesus was serving um, the entire time. He was performing miracles. He was preaching the word. He was bringing other salvation. He was doing everything that he could. He was healing the blind and, and the paralytics and everything else that's with that. And it's amazing the amount of service that he did. And when we look at the final days, like even that was a service, right? Got down and washed his disciples' feet during the final supper. And and that's something that didn't happen very often, right? You're As, as a king, people didn't say, oh, let me wash your feet, right? Even in today's world, we don't go, oh, let me wash your feet, <laughs> Well, maybe if you're sick, but, <laughs> but, uh, most people aren't, aren't, you know, it's not a, it's not something that we do. And it was something that he did to show respect and to be a servant for them. And he was always serving others. And, um, 
it kind of reminds me of the one story within there when he got, there was a whole bunch of people up on the mountain and he was preaching to them, right? He was telling them the story and the disciples came to him and they said, man, there's not, there's not enough food for these people, right? Send them away, send them away, tell them to go get food and then come back. And he said, no, you feed them, right? Bring what you got. And, and I believe this is the 5,000, but it could be the 3,000, but he breaks five loaves and five fish and, or seven fish, something like that, and serves 5,000 men, not including women and children that were there listening, 5,000 men that were there with him. That's who he served off of that food because he had faith, because he trusted, because he was a servant, right? He was always serving them. And so you might be thinking, Dan, these are great stories, and these are great, and they're, and they're great truths. The Bible's not stories. It's the truth. But um, you might be thinking, Dan, these are great truths, but how do I serve? How do, how do I bring this into my current realm of what I'm doing today? Well, let me give you a couple of real life examples that I've been through as a servant and as a leader. So whenever I was DOT compliance manager for um, a pretty big oil and gas company, I became a servant to the people. And instead of just going around and demanding, I could have, I could have been there and, you know, smashing my, smashing my throne in the ground or whatever they've got. I don't know what Kings have, but going, give me my papers, I need this paperwork, blah, 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 right? I could have been like that. Or I could have served them and made their life really simple. I could have came in and said, hey, let me help you with this paperwork. Let me help this get this done. Just let me ask you a few questions. You answer the questions, we'll get it finished. It's it's no-brainer, right? Like, we really need to get it done. Here's why we need to get it done. Let me help you. And I could become a servant to them and actually serve them and make them feel like I'm making their life easier. I was, but the truth was I was making my life easier by filling out their paperwork form because then I didn't have to go through it four or five times. I knew it was filled out the right time. So when I went through 800 drivers, it took me literally, you know, six months to do that, but not all day for six months, but it took me six months of mornings and afternoons and being available for people and then continuing to be available for them to get the paperwork completed and filled out. It's uh, unreal what what we went through and how we, how I served them to get that done. And then after I got done with the paperwork side of it, I served them by teaching them more and helping give them experience and learning what they could do. So I served them and I served the company that I was working for. And throughout that time, I was able to over double my salary within that. And so I was rewarded handsomely by being a servant, right? Not only that, but it gave me the confidence to go out and start my own business, Eclipse DOT, which then gave me the confidence to build the software dot docs, dot docs.com and go from there and build that up. And, and, you know, the Christian based nonprofit that we've started, which is God first life next. And, um, the devotionals that are published every single week from that to write those and publish those and build the website for it. And then now we've got a nonprofit that we're working on for CDL training because we, we have this new vision within CDL training that we want to, lead the United States in getting 18 year olds, the ability to cross state lines and drive commercial vehicles. And we want to push that regulation through, but not only that, we want to help these kids, right? Come out of high school with a vocation that they can actually do, because there's a lot of kids who are 18 who can actually drive and be good at it. And they could cross state lines and be really good. And so we're working right now with four or five different high schools, and we're going to build a program that runs nationwide for training kids that are 18 years old, their senior year in high school to come out with a CDL so they could start driving and get good pay right away and get into a career that needs to be filled. That's going to have a lack of jobs in the near future. And there's somebody listening to this right now that goes, well, what about automated trucks? They're going to fix that problem. No, they're not. Automated trucks are going to get stuff from A to B. They're not going to do stuff on the job sites. They're not going to be able to go pick up gravel from gravel pit A and deliver it to 
job site C and dump it where the guy needs it dumped. It just, it doesn't, automation doesn't work that way. It takes, they're gaining, they're gaining on that every single day, but they're, man, I just can't see the technology that allows a dump truck to navigate a gravel road or a cement truck to navigate going to different job sites and being redirected in the middle of it. And, and there's still going to be a need for drivers, right? And so we're trying to fill those needs with part of what we're doing. And that's why we started this nonprofit. It's for, you know, education-based stuff for kids coming in coming out of high school, wanting to go in and get, get some where they can go work in the summer while they go to college. Um, anyways, I digress. My, my point here is you've got to be a servant. We're looking at how we can serve our community, how we can serve our employees, how we can serve our tribe, our customers, everybody like that. And that's what we're after. That's what we're looking for. That's the servant mentality as a leader. It's also the servant mentality as a company. So I just gave you like seven different ways that we're serving our community, right? Our customers, our community, our local, our potential new people. Like we're serving our customers by trying to, to come up with solutions to the problems that they have. And we're serving the community and by by coming up with you know a program to where kids in high school could use this as high school credit and actually get a CDL whenever they come out of it. And I used it as a leader going back into my days whenever I was working for somebody else to help be a servant and help train others and teach them about it. And then also being a servant by helping them complete their paperwork and getting all of it done so that it's done right. Yeah, there was, you know, evil intentions behind it of not having to do it five or six times or not having to kick it back to them or not having to wait or make sure it's done right the first time type of mentality that made such a huge difference because they didn't see it that way they saw it as me serving them so as a leader my question to you is how do you serve your tribe how do you serve your people if you're the leader of a nonprofit, if you're the leader of an organization right how do you serve your people and i think that's the biggest question you got to ask yourself is how do I become a servant to them? Because true success and leadership comes from being a servant, right? It comes from serving others. We actually had this conversation today with my kids. I was up chatting with them and I was like, you guys are being pretty selfish right now. Everybody wants to watch their TV show or spend time by themselves or go do this or go do that. Or I want to go fishing or I'm going to dig worms or I'm going to go play ball or I'm going to go play with Barbies. My kids don't play. I'm going to draw a picture. I'm going to go drive a truck. I'm going to go four-wheeler riding. But they're not like, hey, you want to go for a four-wheeler ride? We've got three four-wheelers. Let's go together. Or, hey, you want to go fishing? I'd love to take you with me. Who wants to go with me? I'd like to go fishing. Is it all right if I go? Hey, we're thinking about watching a movie. What movie should we watch? Hey, let's make some popcorn together. Hey, let's empty the dishwasher. They don't have the servant mentality. They have a selfish attitude, okay? And so this is a difference, and this is something that I talk about a lot, and I preach this every single day whenever I talk to people. Don't be selfish. Be selfless. When you're selfless, you put everybody else first, you will naturally go to the top. Because here's the thing. Everybody's going to love you. Everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, Dan will do anything for you. The guy will give you the shirt off his back. He answers the phone on Saturday. If he doesn't answer the phone, he calls you back in a day or two, right? Like, we fix all of that stuff. We keep it going because we are servants were selfless and that's one of the big things that like i teach my team and I, I preach about with my team every single week is don't be selfish be selfless how can we serve them how can we make our customers life easier don't be like hey 
type in an email, right? Hey, I got this. Well, you're late on this bill. Blah, 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 blah. Please pay it now. No, call and be like, hey, what can we do to help you get caught up with this? Can we do payments? Like, how can we get this structured so that it's, so it's caught up? Call them and have that conversation with them. Be a servant. Be there to help them. Don't expect them to call you when they have a problem. Call them. Be proactive. See if they have any problems, right? And be that proactive person. Call them and see what they need. Call them and see how you can get them there. So those are some of the things that I think about whenever I think about like servant mentality is like and, and servant leadership is, is if you support others, they will grow. And I think that a lot of times, um, it kind of leads me into my next topic is like a lot of times people in general, we have a scarcity mindset. And what I mean by that is, is we're scared that there's not enough for everybody. Like a lot of times as people, we're scared there's not enough money in the world. We're scared there's not enough time. We're scared there's not enough love. We're scared there's not enough, I don't know, fuel or gas or diesel or or storage space or mind power or love or whatever. We have this scarcity mindset. So we hoard everything. We go, nope, this is my gas. You can't have this gas. This is my gas. Ah. So gas prices go up through the roof. But the truth is, is it's not, if we were all like, oh yeah, we've got plenty here. Don't worry about it. We're going to be so much better off in the long run because we're going to share with each other and we're not trying to hoard it up and store it all away for another day and not sharing it, right? Like guarantee one of my guys came to me the other day and he goes, Dan, man, I, I made some bad choices. I was like, well, we all make bad choices, but he's like, no, I made some bad choices. And like, we're having problems putting food on the table right now. Well, I didn't say, dude, you can have a raise, right? I said, dude, here's some food I've got in my freezer. This should be enough to get you through the whole week. That should be plenty to get moving and figure out how do you can move forward with this. Take some of this, right? That's a servant mentality. That's, that's an abundance mentality. If it was the opposite mentality is if I was not going to have enough, if I had a hoarder's mentality, right? If I was being selfish, I would have been like, figure it out, dude. It's your own problem now. What do I have to worry about? I can't help it. Like it just, it just kills me. It's, it's so crazy, you know, and I, I have to laugh because a lot of we've, we've had some turnover recently within our company, which isn't a bad thing. The people who left, it's a good thing. They're gone. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I hate to see people go, but, um, the truth of the matter is, is like when we, it was kind of a, it was kind of a blow to begin with. I'll be honest with you. Like whenever I first got, whenever I first found out somebody's leaving, it's like, oh, blah, uh, always because I care, you know, I care about my people. I care about my team. And, and some of it's me. Some of it's like, oh, now I'm going to have to do their job. Uh, or I'm going to find somebody else to do their job. Or this is going to be a lot of work or blah, 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 blah. Right. And so we, we struggle with some of that stuff and, and some of it's selfishness. Right. But a lot of it is like selflessness. It's like, okay, now we've got to figure out how to pick up the slack and how to, how to be successful here as a team, not just me alone, but as a team, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make it happen? And so, and, and the other part is, is like, I almost feel like I failed people as, as a leader when somebody leaves our team. But the truth is, is it's not a bad thing. Like we have one guy leave because he wanted more money and he thinks he can go make twice as much money and he saw the money he was bringing in the company, but he didn't look at any of the expenses. He hadn't done any of the math. He's like, Oh, I'm making so much money, blah, 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 blah. But he didn't look at anything, right? All he looked at was what he was doing. He didn't see any of the other stuff. And he wanted me to be like a glass door and share all everything with the whole business for financials with him. And he would have cracked had he seen it. Like he would have been like, Oh my God, how are you doing this? Like you're more in debt than I am. Yes. Yes, I am. 
I am all in. I am 100% invested into this company, 150% into success, right? I, I'm all in. <laughs> but he doesn't see that, right? I had somebody else who just, they thought they were just killing it, doing such a great job. But in the end, they were sucking it up because all they cared about was more time with their kids, which there's somebody that's listening to this is like, God, this guy's a dick. He just wants, says somebody needs more time with their kids. I want more time with my kids. I 100% do. But I'm not going to lie about how much time I'm spending doing tasks and how much there has to be cleaned up whenever that person leaves. Right? Like we've literally spent months cleaning up after people after they've left because they said they were doing stuff and they weren't doing it and they weren't serving our customers. They're being selfish little brats, spoiled rotten little kids that just wanted more. More money, more time, more of this, more of that. And they weren't actually doing what they were supposed to be doing. Because if they were doing what they were supposed to be doing, and they had a servant mentality and they were serving not only the company, but if they were serving themselves, if they were serving the clients, if they were serving their families, they would have been ultra successful. And, and I know that there's somebody out there that's like, Dan, I'm a huge servant. Well, figure out how you can be a better servant because I still work every single day on how I can be a better servant because I know that I'm not the best servant in the world. I know that I get selfish. I know that I'm not perfect. I know that there's tons of stuff that I need to work on. And so if you can become a better servant every single day, figure out how you can serve others, you will always be successful. I had a conversation the other day with a guy. He, uh, he came to me, he's like, Dan, I really wanna grow my business, but we've been stagnant for like two years. We're making some profit, like it's not bad. We make a little bit of profit, but we're not making like tons of profit. And I wanna grow my business and I wanna figure out how to be more profitable. And I was like, okay, perfect. Because right now you're like 5%. That's not bad, you know, but it should be like 50%, right? If you can get it up to 25%, that'd be awesome, right? But they're like making 5% profit whenever they look at it in the very end. And so I we sat down and we brainstormed for 30 minutes on some stuff they could do to serve their current clients. And they were like, man, everything I think of is just going to require me to hire more people. And it's going to be part-time work and not full-time work. And it's such a gamble. And I was like, yeah, but how do you serve your current clients? Have you thought about how you can be a servant? to your current current clients more than you already are. And he thought about it for a second and he goes, well, you know, we could do this, we do this, and we do this, and we do this. And we had like five ideas that was gonna double their income in the next year, like double it. And, and you wanna know what it costs to do this stuff? Like they were gonna make an extra, like let's say $250,000 a year. We're just gonna throw a number out there. Like they were gonna make an extra $250,000 a year after a 30 minute conversation and have one more employees, they got to feed one more family, they got to be a servant to their people, right? And they got to serve their customers more, their tribe better. And they became they became a better reputable company. Now, here's here's the hard part being a servant leader and being a servant business owner and being a servant in general is now that they have these ideas, it's their option. It's their option whether they take action on those ideas or not. And that's like one of the biggest things that I've talked about is like you have to take action. You can't let grass grow under your feet trying to make a decision. You you try to make that decision, you're going to lose out on it. It's going to be gone. If, if somebody offers me a business today and it's exactly what I want for the price and it's going to complement my business, I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to figure out how to buy it. I'm going to be all over that, right? But the majority of the time, I'm going to try to help them figure out how to market that business better. If it's not a good fit for me, I'll be like, hey, have you guys thought about this? Or, hey, this price doesn't quite seem right. Or, hey, this isn't a good fit for me, but have you thought about talking to this guy? Or, hey, you see where I'm going with this? Like, do you see how you can be a servant? Do you see how you can be a servant and be successful? 
do you see how you should be teaching your kids to be servants and your employees to be servants and 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 your leaders and and the founders of companies and everybody around you how you should be teaching them to be a servant and do you see why it's so important to be a servant and how you can be so much more successful when you serve others instead of just yourself. If I just serve myself, yeah, I can get to the top of the ladder of the corporate pool. I can climb right up and step on everybody's hands and heads and feet and everything else and piss everybody else on the way off up. But what happens when I get to the top? Do you think people are gonna serve me just because I've got a position? Some will, I'm not gonna lie. Some people honor the power, some people honor the authority that's there, right? But the majority of the time, it's not about that. It's about something completely different and so, Guys, that's it. I just want to I just want to wrap up today with like encouraging you guys to be servants and being a servant leader and just helping to lead people through serving them and looking at how you can serve them better. And I got to say this. If you like this episode, you should probably like it. You should probably subscribe to it and you should share it. Take a screenshot, tag me in it, or check just shoot a picture of where you're at and be like, "Hey, check out leading from the middle of the pack." Hashtag leading from the middle of the pack. And um, actually, I've got a whole new hashtag going, and it's for anybody who's in the DOT world, and I'm totally going to do it for leadership too, but we're going hashtag dot doc, D-O-T-D-O-C, so you can tag that. I see everything that goes in that. So far, like 20,000 views. It's awesome. I love it. And we're going to keep growing that, which is way cool. So I'm super stoked about that. By the time you listen to this, it might be like 30,000 views or 50,000, but we're trying to grow that all the time. So anything you do where we're at that you get a picture of me in hashtag DOT, DOC, anything you're doing with dot docs, Eclipse DOT, leading for the middle of the pack, anything like that, do that. Okay. Hashtag it, check it out, share it, tag me in it. Okay. I'll give you some love. And then if you didn't like this, what the heck are you still doing here? Why are you wasting your time? You're like 20 minutes into this thing and, and you're still here. Oh my gosh. You don't have anything better to do. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you liked it. We'll chat with you later.